the Holy Ghost given to the Ephesians. Bible text, Acts 19 verses 1 to 20. Memory verse, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, and with fire, Matthew 3 verse 11. Notes. Into all the world. Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature was the command of Jesus to his disciples, Mark 16 verse 15, and Paul was obeying that command when he journeyed from Corinth to Ephesus. Ephesus was a very suitable place for preaching the gospel, because it was situated on natural trade routes, and was on the main route to Rome from the east. Our text informs us that Paul stayed in Ephesus more than two years, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our text also states that all those in Asia, Asia Minor, heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Paul was only one man and of course was limited in his ability to reach large numbers of people with the gospel. By staying in the busy city of Ephesus he met many people from all parts of Asia. It is true that Philip was sent of God to the desert place to make contact with the eunuch and give him the gospel, and it is also significant that our Lord went over the Sea of Galilee to reach the demoniac of the Gadarenes. But both Jesus and Philip returned to the busy centers where the people were in larger numbers when their specific mission was completed. God does not intend his people to isolate themselves from the rest of the world, but desires them to be about their master's business, telling the glad tidings of salvation to lost humanity. We of this day who are striving to reach men with the gospel of Jesus Christ might well receive a point of instruction from the conduct of the disciples as they went into all the world to preach the gospel. Men should be reached by one means or another, but it does not always follow that we all must personally travel to all the places where men are, that they might be reached with the gospel. Paul remained in Ephesus for two years, teaching daily in the school of Tyrannus, and all in Asia heard the gospel. Disciples baptized unto repentance. Paul found about twelve disciples at Ephesus who knew nothing of the baptism of Christ. They were men of God because when they heard of the preaching of John the Baptist they had indeed repented of their sins and been baptized as he had commanded. Upon learning that he whom John the Baptist had spoken of had come, they gladly accepted Paul's teaching of Christ and were baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Our text states that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, which means they were baptized as Jesus had commanded when he said, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Matthew 28 verse 19. God's word is not inconsistent with itself, and what is said in one place is in harmony with what is stated elsewhere. Receiving the Holy Ghost. Paul's question, have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed, was also significant. The answer of these Ephesians believers that they did not even know if there be any Holy Ghost, caused Paul to inquire further into their beliefs. The thought is very plain, and is borne out by the manner of Paul's questions, 
that if they were disciples of Jesus Christ and had been baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, they would have known of the Holy Ghost and perhaps would have already received him. It was the common understanding of all the disciples of the early apostolic church that all men who believed on Christ and who were sanctified should and would receive the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist understood this truth, and the proclamation of it was an integral part of his ministry. His declaration of Christ was, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, and with fire, Matthew 3 verse 11. Jesus had often told his disciples that he would send the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, upon them when he had gone to be with his Father. See John 14 verses 16 to 26, and John 15 verses 7 to 15. His last words to his disciples, just prior to his ascension into heaven, were the command, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high, Luke 24 verse 49. We read again in Acts, and, being assembled together with them, Jesus, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence, Acts 1 verses 4 to 5. These are but a few of the scripture passages that bear out the truth that all believers should receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed, is a question that all Christians today should be able to answer in the affirmative. If there is a lack of power in the churches, or in an individual's life, it is because the command of Jesus, Tarry ye, until ye be endued with power from on high, has not been fully obeyed. When Paul laid his hands upon the Ephesians' disciples, and prayed, they received the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance, as had those in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. In this day, we who are sanctified will in like manner speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance when we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Then we must continue to walk in the light of God's Word and obey His precepts, if we would keep the unction of God, which was received when we were baptized with the Holy Ghost. Signs and Miracles There is no question but that Paul's ministry was exceptional. Our text informs us that God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. However, the day of miracles is not past. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and what God did in the past, he is just as able and willing to do today. The Lord's promise to all his people is, These signs shall follow them that believe, in my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, Mark 16 verses 17-18. The Church of Jesus Christ has treasured these promises, and through the centuries God has been true to his word. In this modern day, men are healed and miracles are wrought by the marvelous power of God. 
At the Apostolic Faith Headquarters, letters are received from all parts of the world, requesting prayer, and sometimes asking for anointed handkerchiefs for the sick. What God has done for one he will do for another, and, on the authority of Acts 19 verse 12, these handkerchiefs are sent to the sick and the afflicted. A handkerchief, which has been anointed with oil in the name of the Lord, is placed upon an open Bible, and ministers lay their hands upon it and pray that God will heal the one who receives it. Marvelous are the answers to the requests of those who write for prayer and for anointed handkerchiefs. There are hundreds of unimpeachable testimonies of men and women who have been healed by God through prayer and the agency of an anointed handkerchief. Laying on of hands Since the latter rain fell in 1906, much false religion and fanaticism has sprung up to lure people away from the true work of God. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them, Isaiah 8 verse 20. According to God's word, we are to examine everything and everyone by the word of God, and if they are not according to thus saith the Lord, they are fraudulent and false. There have been, and are, those who say they have certain gifts and abilities that are not according to the word of God. Many of these deceivers declare that they have a gift of laying on of hands, and they say they are able to give men the Holy Ghost by the laying of their hands on the ones who are seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Unfortunately, many have been deceived by these false prophets. If men have received anything from such deceivers, it certainly has not been the Holy Ghost. Nowhere in the Word of God is there any mention made of laying on of hands as being one of the gifts of the Spirit. The Word of God does not state specifically that Paul or Peter, or any of the apostles, had any such power. It is true that the Holy Ghost did come upon men when these apostles laid their hands upon them. However, the laying on of hands was to invoke the blessing of God upon that particular one. The laying on of hands has been ordained of God as a method of consecrating some individual or some group to the service and work of God. To this day the elders and ministers of the church lay their hands upon sick people as they pray for their healing, and in the consecration and ordination of ministers, and oftentimes the ministers and workers will lay their hands upon people who are praying for salvation or some deeper work of grace in their lives. No true man of God will claim that he has power to give anyone the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the third person of the Godhead and is not controlled by any human agency. Men receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost because they pray, give their lives to God, and provide Him with a vessel, which God has sanctified. The baptism of the Holy Ghost comes only upon holy, sanctified lives, and does not come upon lives because someone lays his hands upon them. In the name of Jesus. A remarkable incident took place in Ephesus, which greatly glorified Christ and resulted in many souls being brought to God. Seven Jews, who were exorcists, attempted to call out evil spirits by the name of Jesus whom Paul preached. The evil spirit acknowledged the name of Jesus Christ and Paul, but asked of these vagabond Jews, Who are ye? 
the man with the evil spirit attacked the Jews and sorely beat them all, so much that they fled. This was known throughout Ephesus, and great fear came upon many, and the name of Jesus Christ was greatly magnified, so that many came and made public confession of their sins and embraced the gospel. Many of these who had practiced sorcery came and made a public burning of their books, the value of them being fifty thousand pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. When the word of God is preached under the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost, souls are saved, sick and afflicted bodies are healed, and those who are possessed of the devil are delivered today also, for Jesus Christ, the word, is the same yesterday, and today, and forever.